Welcome to the All About Music Podcast, where we will provide the best offerings about the world of music in all parts of the world. In episode 180 this time, we will discuss the history of music originating from Nigeria. Many things are certainly not known by the general public about the history of music from each country in the world. So in this podcast we will discuss more about this. So instead of that, stay tuned with us in this episode. Nigerian music encompasses many types of folk and popular music, styles of folk music associated with the country's many ethnic groups, each with their own techniques, instruments and songs. Little is known about the history of the country's music before European contact. Although bronze carvings dating from the 16 and 17 centuries have been found depicting musicians and their instruments. The largest ethnic groups are Igbo, Hausa and Yoruba. Traditional music from Nigeria and across Africa almost always works, in other words, it is done to mark rituals such as a wedding or funeral and not to achieve an artistic purpose. Although some Nigerians, especially children and the elderly, play musical instruments for their own entertainment, solo performances are rare. Music is closely related to agriculture and there are restrictions on, for example, which instruments can be played during different parts of the growing season. The work song is a common type of Nigerian traditional music. They help keep workers in rhythm in the fields, river canoes and other fields. Women use complex rhythms in household chores from pounding yams to heavily decorated music. In the northern region, the farmers cooperate on each other's farms and the hosts are expected to provide musicians for their neighbors. Music composition issues also vary widely. The Wana, for example, believe that all songs were taught by people's ancestors, while the TIV tribe gives credit to name creators for almost all songs, and the Efik people only name individual composers for secular songs. In many parts of Nigeria, musicians are allowed to say things in their lyrics that would be considered offensive. The most common format for music in Nigeria is the call-and-response chorus, in which the lead singer and chorus exchange rhymes, sometimes accompanied by instruments overshadowing the main text or repeating in ostinato vowel phrases. The southern area features complex rhythms and soloists using melodic instruments while the northern area features mostly polyphonic wind ensembles. The northernmost region is associated with monodic music, i.e. single line, with an emphasis on drums and tends to be more influenced by Islamic music. The people of the north are known for their complex percussion instrument music, single string goch, and strong vocal tradition of praise songs. Under Muslim influence since the 14th century, Hausa music uses free rhythm improvisation in a pentatonic scale, similar to that of other Muslim Sahelian tribes throughout West Africa, such as the Bambara, Kenyori, Fulani and Songhai. Traditional Hausa music is used to celebrate births, weddings, circumcisions and other important life events. Hausa ceremonial music is well known in the area and is dominated by a family of hymns. Hausa plays percussion instruments such as the tambour, a drum and the talking drum. 
The most impressive of the House of State instruments, however, is the elongated state trumpet called the Kakaki, which was originally used by the Songhai Cavalry and was adopted by the rising House and Nations as a symbol of military might. Kakaki trumpets can be over 2 meters long, and can easily broken into portable three parts for easy transportation. The Igbo people live in southeastern Nigeria and play a wide variety of folk instruments. They are known for their adoption of foreign styles and are an essential part of high-class Nigerian life. The most widespread of the instruments is the 13-string zither, which is called the OBO. Igbo also plays slit drums, xylophone, flute, lute, udis and lute, and more recently, imported European brass instruments. Palace music was played among the more traditional Igbo, maintaining their royal tradition. The Yufi slit drum was used to wake the chief and communicate meal times and other important information to him. The bell and drum ensemble was used to announce when the village had left and returned to his village. Meal times may include pies and other holiday desserts. The Yoruba tribe has a tradition of playing drums with the characteristic use of the dundun hourglass tension drum. Ensembles that use dundun play a type of music known as dundun. This ensemble consists of various sizes of tension drums along with kettle drums gudu gudu. The leader of the dundun ensemble is a yalu who uses drums to speak an imitation of the Yoruba tone. Much of Yoruba's music is spiritual in nature and is devoted to their god. Yoruba music has become the most important component of modern Nigerian popular music. As a result of its early influences from European, Islamic and Brazilian forms. This influence stems from the importation of wind instruments, scores, Islamic percussion and styles brought by Brazilian merchants. In both Nigeria's most populous city, Lagos, and the largest city of Ibadan, these multicultural traditions are brought together and form the roots of Nigerian popular music. Modern styles such as Fujiai Inde Barrister, Waka Salawa Abeni and Sakara Yusufola Tunji are mainly derived from traditional Yoruba music. Yoruba music has now developed rapidly and a new generation of Nigerian musicians are now singing in their native language. Nice is one of many to break into the industry with Gongo ASO and many other artists following suit. English saxophonist Tunde Akintan creates a Yoruba beat based on the Yoruba rhythm. Listening to Timmy Chorus Babe M.I. Yovo and Flosha show domestic and foreign artists now rapping and singing on the Yoruba and not forgetting their legacy. Many African countries have witnessed upheaval and violence during their forced transition from a culturally diverse territory to a group of modern nation-states. Nigeria has experienced more difficulty than most African countries in forging the popular cultural identities of various rural communities. Since its beginnings on the streets of Lagos, popular music in Nigeria has long been an integral part of the African pop field bringing influences and instruments from many ethnic groups, most notably including the Yoruba. The earliest styles of Nigerian popular music were palm wine and high-life music which spread in the 1920s between Nigeria and the neighboring countries of Liberia, Sierra Leone and Ghana. 
In Nigeria, palm grapes form the basis of juju, a genre that has dominated popular music for many years. During this time, some other styles such as the Apala, which was derived from traditional Yoruba music, also had a more limited audience. In the 1960s, Cuban, American, and other imported musical styles enjoyed a large following, and musicians began to incorporate this influence into juju. The result was a multitude of new styles in the last decades of the 20th century, including waka, yo-pop and afrobeat music. By the early 20th century, Yoruba music had incorporated wind instruments, written notation, Islamic percussion and new Brazilian techniques resulting in a Lagos-born palm wine style. The term palm wine is also used to describe related genres in Sierra Leone, Liberia and Ghana. This variety is more famous than the Nigerian palm grape. However, palm wine originally referred to a variety of styles played on a stringed instrument, typically guitar or banjo, with the accompanying beaters and hand drums. This urban style is often played in bars to accompany drinking, hence its name, which comes from palm wine. Alcoholic The first stars of palm wine appeared in the 1920s, the most famous of which was Baba Tunda King. King probably coined the word juju the style of music he helped create, in reference to the Brazilian tambourine sound, alternatively. The term may have developed as an expression of contempt by colonial leaders. Any indigenous tradition tends to be dismissed as just juju, French for nonsense. In the early 1930s, British record labels such as His Master's Voice began recording Tuak and more celebrities emerged including Ojoge Daniel, Tunda Nightingale, and Speedy Araba. This artist, together with Tunda King, set the heart of a style called Juju and remained one of Nigeria's most popular genres throughout the 20th century. Several Juju musicians traveled, including early pioneers Ojoge Daniel, Iron World Engine Blind Singer, Kogra. Apala is a vocal and percussionist style of Yoruba Muslim music. It emerged in the late 1930s as a means of awakening worshippers after the Ramadan fast. Under the influence of popular Afro-Cuban percussion, Apala developed into a more refined style and attracted large audiences. The music requires two or three talking drums, a melee, one toy, sekeri, a thumb piano, a jidibo, and a bell, a gogo. Haruna Ishola was the most famous Apala performer, and she went on to play an integral role in bringing Apala to a wider audience as part of Fuji's music. After World War II, Nigerian music began using new instruments and techniques, including electric instruments imported from the United States and Europe. Rock and Erol, Soul, and later Funk became immensely popular in Nigeria and elements of this genre were added to juju by artists such as I.K. Dairo. Meanwhile, high-class life was slowly gaining popularity among the Igbo people, and their unique style immediately caught the attention of a national audience. At the same time, Haruna Ishola is in Apollo one of the biggest stars in the country. In the early to mid-1970s, the three biggest names in Nigerian music history were at their peak Bela Kuti, Ebenezer Obey, and King Sunny Day, while later that decade saw the beginnings of Nigerian yo-pop and reggae. 
even though popular styles such as highlife and juju were at the top of the Nigerian charts in the 60s, traditional music remains widespread. Traditional stars include House of Dan Mariah, so famous that he was brought into battle during the 1967 Nigerian Civil War to lift the morale of federal troops. After World War II, Tuna Nightingale's Sowa MBE style made him one of the first Juju stars and he introduced a more westernized pop influence to the genre. During the 1950s recording technology advanced, and the Tatro, electric guitar, and accordion were incorporated into Juju. Most of these innovations were the work of I.K. Dairo and the Morning Star Orchestra, later I.K. Dairo and the Blue Spots, which was formed in 1957. These performers brought Juju from rural poor to urban cities in Nigeria and beyond. Dairo was perhaps the biggest African music star of the 60s, recording many hit songs that spread his fame across Japan. In 1963, he became the only African musician ever to be honored by accepting membership of the Order of the British Empire, a chivalric order in Great Britain. Among the Igbo people, high life in Ghana became popular in the early 1950s and other guitar band styles from Cameroon and Zaire soon followed. E.T. Mensa from Ghana, who was the most popular high-end player of the 1950s toured the Igbo lands frequently, attracting a huge following. Bobby Benson and his combo were the first Nigerian high life band to find an audience across the country. Benson was followed by Jim Lawson and the Mayor's Dance Band, which achieved national fame in the mid-70s, ending with Lawson's death in 1971. During the same period, other high-profile artists peaked. These include Prince Nico Embarga and his band Rockefeller Jazz, whose Sweet Mother was a pan-African hit that sold over 13 million copies more than any other African single of any kind. Embargo uses English lyrics in a style he calls panko, which incorporates sophisticated rumba guitar phrases into the idiom of high life. After the civil war in the 1960s, Igbo musicians were forced out of Lagos and returned to their homeland. The result is that high-class life is no longer a major part of mainstream Nigerian music and is seen as something purely associated with Igbos in the East. High Life's popularity slowly waned among Ebos, being replaced by Juju and Fuji. However, some performers maintain a lifestyle, such as singer and trumpeter Yoruba Victor Olaya, the only Nigerian to ever get a platinum record, Stephen Nasida Osadib, Oliver de Koch, Celestine Ugwu, Oriental Brothers, Sonny Ogason, Victor Uifo, and Orlando. Dr. Ganja Awa, whose signature toy style combines juju and highlife. Apala, a traditional style from the state of Ogun, one of Nigeria's Yoruba states, became very popular in the 1960s, led by artists such as Aruna Ishaola, Safuayan, Kasumu Adio, and Ayanla Omoora. Ishaola who was one of Nigeria's most consistent hitmakers between 1955 and his death in 1983, recorded the song Apala, which alternated between slow and emotional, and fast and energetic. 
The lyrics are a mixture of praise and improvised verses from the Koran, as well as traditional proverbs. His work was a formative influence in developing the Fuji style. The late 1960s saw the emergence of the first Fuji bands. Fuji is named after Mount Fuji in Japan, purely for the sound of the word, according to Ayende Barrister. Fuji is a synthesis of Apollo with the ornamental, free rhythm, vocals of devotional musicians and accompanied by sakara, tambourine drums, and Hawaiian guitar. Among the genre's earliest stars were Haruna Ishola and Ayanla Omora. Ishola released many hits from the late 50s to early 80s becoming one of the country's most famous artists. Fuji became increasingly popular between the 1960s and 70s, becoming very close to Islam in the process. In the early 1980s, though Bayan Aid found a larger audience outside Nigeria. In 1982, Aid signed with Island Records, hoping to emulate the success of Bob Marley, and release Juju Music, which sold far beyond expectations in Europe and the United States. Obey released Current Affairs in 1980 on Virgin Records and was a short stardom in the UK, but was unable to keep his international career as long as Aid. Aid led a brief period of international fame for Juju which ended in 1985 when he lost his record contract following the commercial failure of Aura, recorded with Stevie Wonder and the band left amidst a large Japanese tour. AIDS brush with international fame brought a lot of attention from mainstream record companies and helped inspire the world's burgeoning music industry. By the late 1980s, Juju had fallen out of favor with other styles such as yo-pop gospel and reggae. However, in the 1990s Fuji and Juji remained popular, as did Waka and Nigerian reggae music. At the end of this decade, hip-hop music spread to the country after becoming a major part of music in neighboring regions such as Senegal. Two of the biggest stars of the 80s were Segan Adewale and Sheena Peters, who started their performing careers in the mid-70s with Prince Adekunle. They eventually left Adekunle and formed a brief partnership as Sheena Adewale an international superstar before embarking on solo careers. Adewale was the first of the two to achieve success, as he became the most popular yo-pop player. The yo-pop craze didn't last long, being replaced by Sheena Peters' Afro Juju style, which became mainstream after the release of Afro Juju Series 1, 1989. Afro Juju is a combination of Afrobeat and Fuji, and it sparked excitement among Sheena's fans that has earned the phenomenon the nickname, Shinamania. Although he was awarded the Juju Musician of the Year in 1990, Sheena's follow-up, Shinamania, sold respectively but was highlighted by critics. Its success opened the field for newcomers, however, leading to the success of fabulous Olu Fahim Moroccan and Adewale Ayuba. The same period saw the emergence of new styles such as the funky juju pioneered by Deli Taiwo. Afrobeat is the style most closely associated with Nigerian, although practitioners and fans are found all over West Africa. And Afrobeat recordings are an important part of a world music category found throughout the developed world. This is music with elements of highlight and other West African musical styles. The most popular and famous performer, indeed the most famous Nigerian musician in history, is undoubtedly Fela Kuti. 
Bailakudi began performing in 1961, but did not start playing in her signature Afrobeat style until she was introduced to Sierra Leonean Afro soul singer Geraldo Pino in 1963, although Kudi is often credited with being the sole pioneer of the Afrobeat. Other musicians are like it because of Orlando. Julius Ekamode also stood out in the early Afrobeat scene, where they combined highlight jazz and funk. A brief period in the United States saw him exposed to the Black Power and Black Panthers movements, influences which he would express in his lyrics. After living for a while in London, he moved back to Lagos and opened a club, The Shrine, which is one of the most popular music venues in the city. He started recording with Africa 70, a major band featuring drummer Tony Allen, who went on to become a famous musician in his own right. With Africa 70, Cootie recorded a series of hits, infuriating the government as she tackled issues like poverty, traffic and skin whitening. In 1985, Cootie was jailed for five years but released only two years after international protests and massive domestic protests. After his release, Cootie continued to criticize the government in his songs and was known for his eccentric behavior, such as suddenly divorcing 28 wives because no man has the right to have a woman's vagina. His death from AIDS in 1997 triggered a period of national mourning unprecedented in Nigerian documented history. In the 1980s, Afrobeat became affiliated with a growing world music genre. In Europe and North America, so-called world music acts come from all over the world and are played in a variety of styles. Bela Kuti and her Afrobeat followers are among the most famous musicians considered world music. In the late 80s and early 90s, Afrobeat diversified by taking on new influences from jazz and rock and roll. The always masked and enigmatic Lagbaha became one of the standard bearers of the new Afrobeat wave especially after 1996's LP Say Un African Thing. Around Europe, popular female singer Salawa Beni rose to national fame following the release of General Murtala Ramat Muhammad in 1976, which was the first Nigerian record by a woman to sell more than one million copies. In the 1980s, he remained one of the best-selling artists creating his own unique musical variation called Waka. She was so close to the genre that a royal figure, Alavin Avoyo Obala Media Daimi, crowned her the Queen of Waka music in 1992. Waka is a fusion of Juju, Fuji and traditional Yoruba music. Waka's music is coming back to a new era with new artists like Tila Mantimi Chorus and Dollar Bills bringing old schools back to new schools. In an interview given by Timmy Chorus, he admitted that Waka music was popularized by the younger generation during the Salawa Beni period, but that Waka music has been in this industry for a long time. When it comes to reggae music in Nigeria, this music brand was started by a musician named Terracotta. In the 80s, Nigerian reggae stars including the Mandators Ross Kimono, Majik Fashek, on the 1988 cover of Bob Marley's Redemption Song, became an unprecedented success for reggae in Nigeria. Like many later Nigerian reggae stars, Fashek was part of the band The Mandators, which toured and recorded non-stop during the mid to late 1980s and early 90s. 
Prominent reggae musicians later included Jerry Jado and Daddy Shoki. This is a summary that that we can give about the history of Nigerian state music. We apologize if there are mistakes in the words we say. Don't forget to follow our podcast and share with your friends if we are here. Okay, to close this podcast episode, we will play a song from the famous Nigerian musician Simi entitled Ayo. Thank you and see you in the next episode. Legendary Beats.